Hello and welcome to Speaking About Speaking with me, Jackie Goddard. And I'm really, really pleased to be with you this Tuesday afternoon. It's a bit chilly here on the South Coast, um, as I'm sure it is in most of the Northern Hemisphere at this time of year. Um, but happy to be here with you all. If you are listening and would like to leave us a comment, then please, please interact with me. I do love to answer questions and uh, listen to what you have to say. So please don't, don't be shy. Put yourself forward, put some comments out there. And if you're watching this on the replay, then do the same. Leave us a comment, let me know what you think and ask your questions and I will endeavor to get back to you. Right, well, for today's guest, I'm just about to bring on for you a, a wonderful friend of mine from the States called Brian Hilliard. And Brian is uh, a speaker, a speaker coach and author of seven books. So without any further ado, I'm going to welcome onto the screen, Brian. Hey, hey, Hi. hey. How are you doing? How are you I'm doing? Fine. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm going to swap you over to that side. Okay. There we go. Uh, fabulous. So welcome, Brian. Thank you for, for spending this time with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. How, how are things over there? Just briefly, is it cold where you are? It's well, I'm in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, Southeast is usually, you know, we're just about out of the woods in terms of wintertime, uh, in terms of January and stuff like that. We're pretty much making the turn heading into February. Um, so I actually go with the space heater in the office. That way I can have to like, like the whole house might be ice station zebra, but <laughs> the space heater, I put that on here. I spend my office time obviously in my office and um you know that allows me to do fine but i want to say that the temperature is uh last night it was 29 degrees fahrenheit today it, uh, yesterday we went for a walk it was uh like 53 and um it looks actually nice now it's always sunny that's, wow, that's it that's that's balmy weather compared to what we've had here. <laughs> anyway that's enough of the british talking about the weather <laughs> Um, give us a little bit of background, Brian. How it could, because you are a speaker, you're now coaching with speakers, and mm -hmm. and this really this half an hour, I'm hoping to give some some guys out there some advice on how to get paid to speak and, and yep. your advice on that. So how did you get started? What's what's your background? Well, you know, I started my business in 2001, and I was working in corporate, just like I'm sure a lot of your listeners and viewers. I was working in corporate, and I just wasn't happy with the way things were going. In my, you know, just way things were going. I was stressed. Um, I had ulcer-like conditions on two separate occasions. Um, the company I was working with, they went through a reorg, did like the manager. And I'm like, all right, you know, let's go and give this baby a whirl. So I started off actually as a speaker. I worked with my mom, um, who was a motivational speaker at the time. So she really did help me, you know, kind of get going and, and do what I needed to do to, to be successful. Um, and then what I did was during that time, I because coaching wasn't a thing right? Coaching was just, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. So what I did was I would go and talk with people, do some speaking, get some clients. Uh, turns out they were called coaching clients at the time, right? I didn't realize it at the time. And, you know, for me, it was really just about being able to impact lives um, and really get out there. Then this thing that turns out was called the internet came on board. Um, and that really helped. Okay, um, in terms of getting out there. And I, I mean, I had a website from day one, but it really, really helped in terms of being able to, you know, meet people and do certain things. Um, 
And then, you know, fast forward to today, I've written seven books, as you've talked about. Um, I've done a number of different things in terms of the, the, you know, the programs that we talk about is really being able to show speakers how they can be able to generate rev more revenue from their business uh, or through their business through public speaking um, and to be able to be successful. And whether that's either getting paid to speak straight up, which is a great conversation to have, or turning free talks into paying clients, which is also a great conversation to have. Okay. Um, it's being able to really give people some step-by-step advice on on what they can do. And I feel like I'm I feel like I'm successful in that regard. So that's what I like to talk to people about. Fabulous. Well, I've just written that down. We'll, we'll come back to those because I think okay. they're both, both really, really um, valuable. But your mom, a motivational speaker. How yeah. so this is something not new to me. Obviously, motivational speakers have been been around for forever, you know, yeah. all back to ancient Greece. Right. But, you know, what was your mom talking about? Yeah. So my mom was in a time that was different. OK. And if we're just going to go brass tacks, you're talking about a black woman uh, in the United States of white America during the late 80s, late 70s and 80s. You're talking about going out and trying to break into corporations because, again, they didn't have the Internet or anything like that. There was no YouTube channel. There was no influencer. There was no I'm going to get a podcast, do a live. I'm going to make my own brand. There was none of that. No. OK, so so what she would do is she talked to a lot of government type entities. Um, and she would have a conversation about positive parenting. She had a conversation about what people can do in the family structure to be successful with their kids. She gravitated towards single moms. Um, one of the areas that she did a lot of work with would be the, uh, the housing authorities. Um, they, would be, they would have grants and they would have programs that are geared, we would call those today, personal development. I don't know what they called them then. But being able to allow them to be able to, you know, move themselves up yeah. wasn't job skills like, I don't know, sewing, not six. That's a bad example. It wasn't like machinery, job skills, but it was it was things that would make them that would make them better life skills. Um, yeah. So she would be talking about those kinds of things. Again, positive parenting, communication, um, a little bit of confidence, stuff like that. Um, and she did it for a while and was successful yeah. at it. You know what I mean? Um, but it was definitely, definitely a different time. You know, one of the things that she said when I first got started is she's like, you don't, you can't, you know, she was talking about the website. She's like, you might not want to put your picture on there because if people see that you're black, they might not hire you. And so, you know, it was, it was interesting because I came up during that transition where, you know, I started my business in 01 and I, you know, in the nineties, we weren't out of the woods yet, but like being able to come out and, and doing some of those things, it was, it was different. I didn't put my picture up for a, a little while. And then I decided that I was just going to, because I felt like I, I felt like we were out of the woods, at least over discrimination. Um, so, you know, being able to, to, to do some of that, but yeah, that's, that's how it was. I apprenticed with her for a little while, um, you know, really, really helped me be successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some amazing Black emotion, uh, motivational speakers like Les Brown, yep. the Nichols. I mean, they're just some incredible people out there speaking, and and that's just an atrocious thing to have to have to think about. Um, so what were you talking about in the beginning then? When you started, what was it that it was your talk? What was it that you were talking about? That's funny because I remember the first presentation I got called to do. I was first of all I was networking. Um, we have a service group called the Kiwanis Club. And I was networking. Uh, we'd go to lunch once a week. It was like a volunteer kind of group. And uh, one of the ladies there worked for a bank. And she was also in the chamber. Her name was Jamie Holgan. 
And they, she says, Brian, listen, the chamber could use somebody to come speak. Now, what probably happened was somebody was supposed to come, canceled, and they were like, they were, they were scrambling a little bit, and they needed somebody, and that was fine. But I got asked, and she's like, would you, would you like to come? And I said, that would be great. So they're like, what, you know, whatever. And I did, my first session was managing change and making it work for you. That was the first one I did. And I was at the Sandy Springs Library. Uh, it was in Atlanta. Uh, it's a suburb of Atlanta. And um, it was small, but the place was packed. It was packed. So we would be going out there. And I remember I was reading books and doing all these different things. And I remember when I was done with the presentation, I thought to myself, boy, you know what? I did not do a great job. I just, I just didn't do a great job. And what happened was I was done and I was, I was a little peeved because like, I didn't feel like I did a great job. But what happened, everyone comes up to me afterwards and they, sh oh, great job. They're shaking my hand. Like everyone was really, really happy with what I did. Okay. So what I realized at that point was, and this was something that I teach a lot of people when I'm talking about generating revenue or even getting paid to speak, you know, one way or the other. People are not looking for something new as a speaker. This has been my experience over the last 20 years. People aren't looking for something new. What they're looking for is a different spin of what they already know to be true. So when I was going and doing some of the different things in terms of, you know, speaking and whatnot, for me, I was coming up with all this. I thought I had to come up with all this new stuff. Turns out that what you have to do is you have to come up with a different spin on things that they already know to be true. And then from there, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll wind up being successful because if you deliver it with the right energy and the right, you know, organization, people will be happy. So managing change and making it work for you, that was my very first one, Sandy Springs Library. Wow. <laughs> and how long ago was that? My first presentation started in, oh, I don't know. Let's say sometime in 2002. And I I remember it, was this, it wasn't winter because I remember I didn't have a jacket on. So if you're asking for a number, I would say spring of 2002. I know it wasn't 2003 because that's when my first book came out. That was the summer of 2003. And I already spoke before that. I know that I started my business in 01. And I know it was the springtime. So you are you are a 20 year veteran. Yeah. <laughs> Of speaking yeah that's amazing i've got this photograph you can t t tell us when this photograph was taken oh yeah that actually was pretty recent that was um that is from um that actually was also in georgia that's the east cop business association and um that was just me talk. i don't remember the topic of that one but that was the east cop business association maybe 10 years ago wow wow so t tell us then about uh i mean i coach with people about getting their talk together so right. that's where i'm at so right, i get, to, right. I get them to the point where they're performance ready they've got their story straight they know what it, right. what it is that they're delivering and who their audience need to be and who it is that's going to benefit most from the talk that they're giving right i would then hand them over to you right <laughs> yes so how how then would you work with them once somebody's got that talk once they've got that 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 thing that they're that burning talk that they need to to put out there to the world right where do they start what, okay so here, that's a good start? question like let, let's assume i'll answer that in two ways first way if you're trying to get paid to speak second way if they're looking to turn free talks into paying clients okay so okay. two-parter okay paid to speak the first thing i would do is make sure that the title is catchy 
okay, and make sure that the title, so the presentation's good, make sure the title is catchy, and make sure that they are, um, when it, on the web page, I would also create a little bit of a web page for people, because the meeting planners and conference organizers are going to go there. One of the things I tell people all of the time, the main difference between being paid to speak and free doing a free talk outside of the obvious is that the meeting planners, when, when someone is doing a free talk, it's usually based off of they bring you in because they know you or they've heard about you, but they're not really worried about whether you would do a good job or not. I mean, they want you to do a good job, but they're not really too worried about it because the people themselves, that they didn't come to see you. They came to do a networking event. They came to a business expo. They came to something else. And you're there. But it's not like they came to see Madonna. Like, they didn't come to see you. Conversely, on a pay to speak, let's not even say a keynote. Let's, not, let's just say a breakout session. I do breakout sessions. Let's say a breakout session, okay? Somebody is sponsoring you. That's how you get the money. There's not some vault somewhere in Boca Raton that the meeting planners association like access is like the federal reserve and then puts the money out. It, that's not how it works. It's sponsors who are doing the money. Okay. So the sponsor of that room is of that, uh, excuse me, of that talk is in that room with you. So, so, so you need to be good. So back to your question, what's one of the first things as a paid speaker, you got to get that, that web page looking good. You got to have a title that makes people want to, you know, look at it. Um, I'm a, big proponent of doing if you go to my page you don't have to but if you were um you would see that on the the actual when i'm doing my speaking stuff i have the title i have a description and then i do a video of me speaking talking about that title so if i'm a meeting planner i'm overstimulated and I need to see this guy in action, but I don't want to go all this but if I see this is a page and all I got to do is click I feel like I need to do that. And now that gets me to the top of the list because instead of it being in the I'll get to it when I get to it file, it's a, wow, this guy's good or not. I'm willing to, to win or lose on the click. Benji Bruce talks about this. Um, he's a guy I listened to out in Vegas. And he says that he wants the website to be doing the heavy lifting. Okay. And for me specifically, I want the video. I'm willing to win or lose right there on that video. Okay, I get it. I get I go up to Raleigh. There's a place I go up to up there. It has the lighting really nice. My girlfriend's like, well, you know, it's kind of a long drive and it's 90 minutes and that's not nothing. But I'm like, honey, the lighting looks great. It's a professional setup. I usually meet some people up there. I definitely go get Cuban food on the way home for lunch. It's a win. Okay. And then I wind up coming back and you get some professional things. So those are the first things from a paid standpoint. As far as the free talks, um, it can be similar, but what I tell people there, it's usually not the presentation, it's usually not the presentation in terms of like the the website. The first thing to be successful on the free talks is actually the presentation. I was talking with a young lady today uh, from the UK. And we were saying, she was saying to me, um, you know, listen, I'm looking to, you know, we were talking, she's like, I'm trying to, you know, one of my challenges is that I feel like I'm doing some stuff, but I'm giving away too much stuff. And, I'm, and she's like, I get one client, maybe from the free talks. I'm like, we really should. And this is going out to all your listeners. If you're doing free talks right now, and if you're not getting two to three clients, like if that's not a plausible expectation, virtual or physical, then, you know something is being done wrong people and and she made she was taught we were talking about this the most things that people think of is it's the audience that's wrong and and i tell them that's not necessarily 
wrong to say that, but just like with total health, right? If you want to lose weight and get in better health, what do you say? You say, oh, well, I want to, you know, get in better health. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, that's part of it. Let's say 30%. But like nutrition's part of it. Sleep is part of it. Stress is part of it. Living arrangements and conditions is part of it. Like there's a there's more than just going to the gym to have better long-term health and to lose weight. That's my point. So right. it's not just the audience. It's how they're presenting it and not giving away so much stuff. That's what I would tell people there. And I have a structure that I use on how to do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's cut back on a little bit of that. Uh, we've got Ella here. To, oh. She says hello. So she's she's watching us today. That's hello, nice. Ella. Um, going back into that then. So so for the paid gigs, yeah. obviously you need a speaker page on your I website. I think so. And how long then is your sort of so the the video that's alongside? So you've got the title, the content, and then a video. Yes. Is the video, uh, is, you're just talking about the title. How long would you say that video was? Okay, I don't have the exact number. I actually don't know. But if I were to guess and look at, like, if I just, you know, if I were to, if someone were to go on my page right now, I would say it's no longer than two and a half minutes. So let right. me give a quick, let me, that's what I would say. I'm not swearing on stack of Bibles. I don't know no, the no, answer. No. But that's what I think. But, you know, like, let me give a quick example of what that would look like. So one of my more popular sessions is how to overachieve without overcommitting. I wrote a book on it. I'm writing another book on it, second edition. People love that. Okay. So I would say this, if my, how to overachieve without overcommitting title, it has the description. Here's the video. Hey guys, Brian Hilliard here, author of how to overachieve without overcommitting. And I am super fired up because, you know, one of the workshops and presentations that we talk about is how to overachieve without overcommitting, which is a conversation about how to get stuff done without killing yourself in the process. Now, one of the things that we talk about, and now I'm going into some of the bullet points. All right. So I'm not making stuff up into the bullet points. Then I say this. Now, this is, I know I've used the word workshop, but this really can be very, this is true. This can be very versatile. It can be a keynote, it can be a breakout, it can be a training, it can be a workshop. And what I have found in my experience, this is really good for in terms of audience members, is people who are conference attendees or people who are looking to maybe in a leadership position, they're trying to get stuff done, they're feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, these are the types of things where if you have a conference or you're thinking about bringing somebody in, it's also good. Here's the point I make. It's also good because it allows your supplier partners to be able to come in and do some of this stuff. So if you're looking for something that everyone can kind of be a part of, I think this is a really good start. I'd love to be able to hear from you. Feel free to message me, send something out. But in the meantime, my name is Brian Hilliard. Looking forward to talking to you. Boom. That's Brilliant. like two and a half it's, minutes. It's kind of, it's, it's so it's a sales pitch. It's not sort of an introduction. It's not sort of, it's kind of a summary of your talk and a, a, a call to action. Yeah, it's a summary of the talk with a call to action because the idea is that speakers need to be seen speaking. And, yeah. and what happens is the meeting planners, they've seen more speakers than you and I probably have combined. And, 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 and the meeting planners should be able to get a feel. The conference organizers, I'm trying to give them a feel for how I speak, how I come across, what I say. My game is being able to articulate a point clearly and to be able to do it in a way that's entertaining. That's my game. So the more often that I can get to that spot, entertaining, articulating, engaging, operationally, I feel like I win more games. I actually think that takes me to where I want to go if I do it enough. Yeah, okay. No, that makes, makes absolutely sense. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I, so for me, I feel like if I can continue to do those and get to my spots, I feel I'm going to be successful. So I'm constantly looking for ways to get to my spot. So yeah. if my spot is speaking and showing that level of 
energy and interactiveness, then a, a great way is right there on the speaking page. Now, you also have testimonials. You also have where people can see you speak. But that little blurb, and I have like four or five of them because I have like four or five workshops. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, we've got 10 minutes left. So okay. we'll, we're going to motor on and we've okay. had a couple of questions. So uh, Chris Batten. Hi, Chris. Good to oh. see you. Uh, Chris says, do you ever use specific funnels to promote or sell recorded versions of your presentations? Do I do that? Um, I have done different progressions and things like that. I usually use those as a part of my back of the room. Um, you know, things to be able to, to be successful. But when I'm talking about paid speaking, I usually don't get into trying to, to talk about funnels or progressions. Excellent. Thank you very much. And uh, Liam is here. Hi, Liam. Liam Tom says, how do you put a figure on the talk? Does it rely on some research into what others in your field are being paid? That's a really good question. So when you think, first of all, Liam, here's the deal. You want to think in terms of a hierarchy, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, okay? So here's how you want to think this through. Think of it as a triangle. Again, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. At the bottom is the just a straight-up honorarium. So we're talking paid stuff, not the free stuff. That's below, okay? The honorarium. Somebody says, I'm going to, um, excuse me, I said honorarium, I mistook. Uh, travel costs. Travel expenses, honorariums next. Travel costs. I'm just gonna give you the travel costs. Like uh, I'm gonna, like I'm doing something. Um, you know, you, I get paid for. I get paid for my hotel and the flight. I'm just making up a number. Okay. Then the next one up is an honorarium. So they get the travel plus the honorarium. The honorarium is usually three to five hundred dollars, and that's fine. It's a good number. Then the next one up is like a breakout session. Let's call that anywhere from one to two grand maybe 2,500, but it's really like that, one to $2,000. All right, next one up is the keynote. We're at four, I believe. Next one up is the keynote. That, now you're having a conversation that can go anywhere from two to $10,000. Now, obviously there are people who are making more than that, but people like you and us, we're having a two to 10, you know, thousand dollar number. Okay, conversation. Next one up is the last one is a keynote plus some type of ongoing training or ongoing training. So it might be you're doing a keynote and then you're doing like a half day afterwards, or it could just be straight up corporate, right? Where you're just doing it and you're talking to people in like a half a day deal and you have a contract and an arrangement. So to answer that, there's a hierarchy of needs, you know, just like the hierarchy of needs. I don't really get into what other people are looking at and doing. I, I don't. That's my philosophy. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't. I know what it is that I can do. And I also don't stress over, I'm not saying that you do, but I don't stress over the retainer amount because what I'm really trying to do is get five figures in the total amount. Retainer, back of the room services, books and stuff like that, and coaching and consulting clients. So I'm always having a conversation about getting to uh, 10 grand total, which I've done twice. Okay. I don't do it every day. I've done that twice, once in Atlanta, once in Georgia. And boy, let me tell you what, I had pecan pie after one of those times. It was great. So, so I'm always, I'm not so much stressed about what I'm charging. I'm looking at what I'm getting at the end of the day, but hopefully yeah. that answers the question. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's great to know actually, because, you know, those of, those of us that are just, you know, getting on stages for the first time, that free to get a client is is enough, isn't it? The it's viable experience. The free to get some video, yeah, uh, so that you can put together a show reel. Yeah, that, that's really valuable. And then yes. you know you step up to that and your travel, and then that. So the 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 can you just explain a little bit to sure. those that are listening uh, as to what is a breakout session? What, oh, what oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, so conferences, and we've all seen them. Conferences, you go and you are, you know, you have the keynote and then you have a breakout session. Breakout is usually concurrent sessions, concurrent sessions, um, and it's a smaller room. You know, the, the keynote might be a general audience, three to 500 people making up a number versus a breakout. Usually, I don't know if I've gotten more than 100. You know, if I have, I don't remember. You know, it's usually like 80. So I did a keynote down in Tallahassee, uh, 250 people. I also did a breakout, not in Tallahassee, but it was in Florida. Can't remember the city. And that was like 80 people. Okay. It may have been, I don't remember what the city was, but, you know, being able to have those different things. Um, and there's just not as much money for breakouts. You know what I mean? Usually what happens is they have sponsorship money, you know, five grand for a keynote, um, but they have maybe a grand or two for something else. Like it's just, you know, they don't they don't have the money. When I did a breakout, I did a breakout for a franchise convention uh, out to Vegas. They gave me fifteen hundred bucks and I took the liberty of winning the golf tournament while I was out there. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I, I, Liam has just come back saying really interesting. Thanks, Brian. Love how you pair your memories with food. Can relate. To food. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that's great. So, you know, every there's, it's win win all, all around. That's all right. Around. <laughs> and I came along to uh, the, the, net, the speaking network that you've just started, which oh, is yeah. great, I have to say. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, I'll, I'll put all the details when I when I put this out uh, okay. uh, to the world. Um, tell us a little bit about that sort of hierarchy of of speaking. You know, you were you were talking about the conferences versus the franchise versus. Oh, yeah. That sort yeah. Of I mean, it, it, where did this is what I mean? Is where do people kind of start their search do they yeah. go to event planners where, where do they yeah. go to actually start getting those talks good question so thank you for bringing up the the speakers networking and mastermind group because that's where i talked about this we did an education um so real quick if i just can let people know what that is so what we did was speakers networking and mastermind group is simply a forum that we have that you are at um that enables speakers who are looking to generate more revenue from their public speaking. We do a little bit of networking, we do some education, we do a mastermind, uh, we do all kinds of things, meetings, 90 minutes. Like Jackie says, if they wanna be able to take a look at it, you certainly can, not a problem. Okay, during that meeting, the the which I think is what you're referring to, yeah. uh, I did an education on six, that's right, six groups that, pay, that hire paid speakers. That was it, six groups that hire paid speakers. And the conversation is, um, let's see, conferences, People usually think of corporations, conferences, corporations, franchise conventions, nonprofits, which would be charity in the UK or maybe even EU, um, not what I say, nonprofits, schools, and associations. Okay, those are the six kind of groups. I recommend people take two or three. I'm a franchise, conference, and trade association man. That's me. Okay, so once you've decided what you're going to do, where do you do it? few things, you know, number one, you can take a look at your network. I actually schedule time talking to people. Hey, listen, have you been to a conference? Do you know of a person? Who's the person to do? I find that to be successful when I'm talking to franchisees because they can point me to their, their convention. Okay. Number two, after your network is you start delving into your, um, you start going into the outside leads groups. So there's different, like you can get websites and things like that. There's a couple that I talk about during my program. There's a couple that, you know, whatever, if you want to talk afterwards, that's fine. But there's a couple that I use. Okay. Number three, you can even do something straight up like a Google alerts or something like that. That's a little bit, it's a little hit or miss, but it's a good start. 
Um, I One of the things that I go through in our program on how to start getting paid speaking engagements is there are actually 10 ways to be able to do that, um, to be able to, to get that started. But just to get the ball rolling, figure out which of those six that you want. Then from there, start talking to your network, get some of this back office stuff and this foundational stuff down, and you should be on your way. Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, there's a question here from Yellow Tuxedo. So this could be Emily or Alan, but both okay. of you welcome. Uh, do you feel that the speaking circuit is the same in the UK as the US? Now, this is a question that I asked. Yeah, you did. Thing. You because did. I, it feels to me as if the US is a, is a lot further ahead than the UK on, on this kind of speaking circuit. Right. Right, right. I will. So I don't like getting talking about ahead or behind. I don't like the energy on that. But I think that there's more volume in the US than there is in the UK. That's a fair statement. That's a yeah. fair statement. Yeah. There's more volume in terms of opportunity in the US than there are in the UK. There's also more people. So, you know, whatever. But I think when you when you start taking a look at some of the different things, you know, the, the implied question there might be, is this something that's viable in the UK as well? I think it is. You know, people are going out, they're speaking. You can also speak virtually and doing some of the other different things. Um, you know, you get the conferences and things like that, depending on how you want to play it. You can get out to some US deals. Um, obviously, there's going to be some differences, but I can tell you someone, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, they still do conventions in the UK. To the best of my knowledge, they still do conferences and business expos in the UK. To the best of my knowledge, there's still franchisees in the UK that need some training opportunity. And to the best of my knowledge, there's still corporations that have training going on in the UK. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's not probably as voluminous there as it is maybe here but in terms of being able to take these principles and make it right and make it work for you i think that works like a charm yeah brilliant brilliant uh, yeah but yellow taxis have come back with us brits are way too cynical surely <laughs> i don't know about that i think that there's volume there but i don't know and probably the type of presentation it might be different that's maybe a conversation to have but yeah. i don't know if it's a and we can't speak and no one's paying us at all conversation yeah yeah well it's certainly certainly something that i'm going to be looking into for the uk market is yeah. to find out as an added resource is, is to what i do is where can people go for these things yellow tuxedo have been uh, are brilliant in that they have put on uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the second year coming up, third year coming up for the Digital Circus. Yeah, and I think James they, and Kelly spoke there, actually. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They they are the, um, they were the sponsors. Okay, year, they were sponsors. So, so they certainly have have, a, have had a hand in it. And that's a, a way that certainly Yellow, the Yellow Tuxedo have utilized the online space to give give uh, speakers a chance to to speak. Whoop, whoop, the Digital Circus Live is here. Yay, third year. Yeah, um, and Ella says, great answer to the opportunities in the UK because Ella certainly is looking for, for places to speak. So, so yeah. Fabulous. I have to say, that's our time. In fact, we've gone over time. Sorry, Brian. We've just, we've, we've, half an hour really isn't long enough with these, but it just leaves people wanting more. So you will definitely be back on if you will. Thank uh, you. If you will join me again, that would be Absolutely. great. I don't see why I wouldn't. No, I, I really, really appreciate it. And if people are open to it, I'm going to give it my website, if that's okay, Jackie. Yeah, absolutely. I will put it on the screen here. It is, yep, ryanhillier.com. That's where I go. That's for my speaking. And then also you have the more paid speaking gigs. 
um, dot com. If people are looking at in terms of trying to generate, you know, their, generate revenue from their public speaking. Um, and we talked about the speaker networking and mastermind group that actually is on the more paid speaking gigs dot com. And there's a little tab that I believe says speaker uh, networking and mastermind group. I think it says networking and mastermind group, actually. Fabulous. Well, when I, when I get this uh, all up, set up for the audio, which this will go from from visual to audio, and I'll make sure that all those links are in awesome. the show notes there. You're so nice. Thank been, you. Been fabulous to have you on, and oh, yes, so much, so much information in there that I'm sure people will be, be replaying and replaying this. So if you are watching on replay and you have any questions that haven't been answered, then please, please do get in touch. That would be great. That's great. Thank you so much, Brian, and thank you everybody for listening. Absolutely. And we will, I will see you next week. Bye bye.